Good morning. Did you like it so far? Wonderful. They make them so good these days, don't they? And that's, this is actually an old one. Wonderful. Well, this is part one of our series here, month at the movies here on the movie Tangled. And we're going to just jump right into it, into the message. And after a very short message, we're going to spend a little time forming some groups, as Dustin mentioned, and having some discussion together. So today we're going to be talking about strongholds, strongholds. And as you'll see in the back here of the picture of what a stronghold is, way back when you might think about castles and big towers and fortresses. Well, in essence, that's what a stronghold is. It's a place where you're kept safe from different dangers and attacks by these really tall walls, very big walls. And even if somebody got past those walls, there are even more buildings, like tall and strong towers, that people can run into them and and be kept safe. So these are what strongholds are. Are. And our key verse today comes from Psalms chapter 144, verse 2. And it reads this He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues peoples under me. In this last scene that we just ended in this clip, we saw Rapunzel, the stolen princess who doesn't really know she's a princess at all, come into contact with her own crown that she didn't even know about. And then she puts it onto her head, and that little chameleon, that cute little chameleon named Pascal, has this look of amazement and awe as she puts it on her head. And then soon he, she shakes his head and indicating that something doesn't seem quite right. Well, there's a lot in this very short 20-minute clip that actually doesn't seem quite right. As I mentioned, Rapunzel is a princess, but she's actually living as a prisoner in her own kingdom. But she doesn't know that she's a prisoner. She doesn't know she's a slave, if you will, to this this environment and where she's living. So she's living in complete isolation away from everybody in this hidden tower, this tall tower that is deep in the forest that she has no connection to anybody else. And she believes that danger and threats lurk outside of the tower, right? She believes that those things that are going to harm her are outside of the tower, but in actuality, the real danger, the real threat is inside the tower. And everything that belongs to her, her kingdom, her identity, her real family, her purpose, her true life and freedom is outside of this tower. Yeah, but she... She doesn't know that yet. Why does she not know that? Because she's been lied to. And she's led to believe in that lie to be safe in the tower. And that safety is in the tower. And this is our first point. If you open up to page number one in your booklet and number two, you can follow along 
with us. So point number one is strongholds can either be a place of safety and salvation, or it can be a prison with a death sentence to it. The Bible, my dear friends, talks about both. And the difference between what kind of spiritual stronghold you and I live in is all about who and what we believe in and who and what we trust in. Here you'll see in in the verse from Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10, it says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. And is safe. The name of the Lord. Who God is. His nature. His being. Which is described by his name. Yahweh. Which means I am. Who I am. The name of the Lord. Is the safest place. In the whole world. The name of the Lord. Is strong. The name of the Lord. Is true. The name of the Lord, if you call upon the name of the Lord, he will take you high above every evil and every trouble. And the Bible says, if we run to him, meaning we trust in him, we depend on him, we are kept safe. We're kept safe. And there is no safer place than the name of the Lord. So any other strongholds other than God is actually may seem like a place of safety, may seem like a place of security, but is actually the opposite. Okay. Eventually people will realize that whatever you believe is a stronghold outside of God, a place of security, a place of safety, a place of protection It's actually going to be a prison that binds you, threatens your well-being, everything you value, your future, and everything and everyone you love. That sounds drastic, but I'm telling you the truth. Because the true security, the true safety is in God and God alone. And God says we as Christians, we harness, we have this power. Okay, we have this power inside of us to free us and keep us free from these kinds of strongholds that actually bind us and keep us prisoners. Let's read this verse in Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse three through five. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, meaning they are not natural. They're not of this world but have divine power to destroy strongholds. These are the strongholds that imprison us, that keep us unsafe. And they only have, they only go to death. That's the only place they have for us. And these God powered weapons that we have are able to free us and keep us free. As we, here's verse, here's as we continue in verse five, we destroy arguments And every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is his truth. The truth about who he is and everything he says. Did you know that everything God says is truth? Because he cannot lie. God cannot lie. So everything he says is true. True. So 
the strongholds of prisons are always made up of the opposite. They're lies. That's what strongholds of prisons are made up of, of lies. And it is anything that stands against the truth of God. Anything that God says is true about who he is and what he says is true is anything that stands against it. Whether it's an argument, whether it is an opinion that is outside of us, you know, in this world or even inside of us that we think. Those are the things, if they stand against God, those can become a stronghold. And we as people are completely unable to free ourselves from these kinds of strongholds. We cannot break free of them ourselves. It's impossible. No matter what kind of, even if you believe something's a lie, you cannot free yourself from that lie. Only God's power can do that. And we have been given this power and own this power as children of God. To destroy arguments and opinions from the outside and from the inside. And when we trust in God's power, brothers and sisters, to destroy strongholds, he will do it. He will do it. He's, his power will go against the strong walls and he will destroy them. He will breach, he will attack, and he will bring down the strongholds. And then we are able to go in and lead captive everything that stands against the knowledge of God. Any thought, any argument, any philosophy, any knowledge that is independent of God. That says and asserts independence of God. And then we can go into the ruins of what God does and lead captive everything to obey Jesus Christ. Our second point is this. God's stronghold, opposite of the world's stronghold and any other stronghold of prisons, God's stronghold is fortified. It's protected. It's built with his love. Okay? So that's the blank, his love. And the only experience of love that Rapunzel, the lost princess, yeah, the stolen princess, experienced in her whole life was not love at all. True? Her, through her whole childhood, there's this mother figure, Mother Gothel, who says she loves her. But that's not love at all. <laughs> and this is not really that different from many of us growing up in this world. Where we've been told that this is love. Somebody loves us. But if we are, it's our only understanding of love outside of God, it's not love at all. Because true love comes from God. Let's read this in 1 John chapter 4, 7-8. through 8. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. If your understanding of love is outside of God, as I mentioned, then it's not love at all, because God is love. There's a difference between human love and God's love. Did you know that? There's a huge difference between human love and God's love. Human love is always based on self. It's full of self. 
And so it's centered on the self. And so human love will always give to get. Does that make sense? But God's love doesn't give to get because God doesn't need to get anything from you. You can't add anything to God. He gives to simply bless you for your good. Human love is always going to have some kind of cost to it. Something that you're going to have to pay for it. Something that you're going to have to give back to it. But God's love, because he is love, he gives only freely of himself. And he gives him whole self. In fact, he gave his only son to you because he loves us. God's love will continue on even if you don't appreciate his love. Even if you don't say you appreciate and you thank him, God's love continues. And that's a huge difference between God's love and human's love. His love never runs out. His love doesn't give up. His love will continue until it accomplishes his goal, which is to save you and bring you into relationship with him. Human love binds us and leaves us empty, but God's love frees us and fills us to the full. Let's read Romans 5, 5. It says, this hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. God's love frees us and fills us. So let's take a moment. We'll pause here and we'll talk about some of the movies, things that you saw in the movie. Talk about some of the things I've been hearing in this message. And then after that, we'll come together and conclude all together at the very end. So in this moment, what we're going to do is form very small groups. A group can even be just two people. <laughs> so if it's just one, you and another person, that's fine. But I would say just don't, don't go too beyond five because we don't have much time to talk. We're just going to keep a little bit of a a small group so everybody has a chance to communicate and and share a little bit if you'd like to. And I know some of you love to do this and are comfortable to do this. And some of you may not be so comfortable to do this. If you were here last week, we talked about going beyond what is comfortable (laughs) so that God can start building relationships and God building his purposes in him. So that's what we're going to be doing right now. So let's, can we all stand up and move around? It could be someone you know, could be someone you don't know, but kind of come together, take your booklets with you, and I'm going to lead you through these questions, and we'll take a little time to do this together. When you find your group, turn to page three in your booklet, page three in your booklet. Okay, the first question is this, after you introduce yourself, what is one of your favorite animated kids movies what is your favorite one of your favorite animated kids movies so just share that a little bit it can be from whatever time whatever country just share what one of your favorite kids movies was with your group okay we're gonna go to the next question i like i said these are gonna be short the next question is Coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, read that verse. It's on page 4 of your booklet. 
verse 4 through 5. Read that together and answer this question. What kinds of thoughts can turn into strongholds of prison? What kinds of thoughts, what's some example of thoughts people have that can turn into strongholds of prison? As you're talking, you can also answer question number three. It it connects as well. Question number three says, how can we use God's weapons in our thought life? So you can connect some of the things that you're talking about from 2 Corinthians 10. How can we use God's weapons in our thought life? We're going to move to the last question on page five of your booklet. And it comes from 1 John chapter 4. Verse 7 through 8, if you read that together in your group together. And then answer the question, talk about what are some other key differences between human love and God's love. We talked about the difference between human love and God's love. But what are some other differences that you know of, that you experience between human love and God's love? So talk about some of those differences now. Wonderful. Okay. I know it's short. It's not a lot of time, but you guys seem to do wonderful. Really great. If I could have your attention again here in a a second. If you can turn your chairs back, we're going to close our our discussion time with some concluding points. So if you can return back to your seats. If this is something you haven't done before... Oh, it can be so life-giving. This truly is just a taste of what something like a focus group here at the Nations you can get involved in and experience in sharing God's word together, sharing your experiences together. It's a wonderful thing God has given us provision for. I just want to ask, you know, this is not like any other service that we've had, but just want to ask, and if, if you feel comfortable sharing, what are some of the other differences between God's love and human love that you guys talked about? I would just love to hear what was brought up in your group. Anybody have anything that would be helpful for us to just know and hear? Maybe it's too big of a classroom. Yes. Yes. Human love is conditional and we have expectations. That's absolutely right. Human love always has something that is a condition to it and it expects something in return, right? Or something in, 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 in reciprocity for it, right? Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Any other differences between human love and God's love? That you experienced. Yes, right there. Wow. That's so simple, but so true. God's love is eternal, while human love is temporary. (laughs) That means God's love is forever. You know, we as humans, we've been designed to love. We have all the mechanical parts, if you will. To love. Except 
outside of God, we don't have love itself to love. It's like a car. Yeah. A Lamborghini who likes Lamborghinis. I like the look of them. I've never ridden in one. But Lamborghini is meant to go very fast. Look very cool too. And it has the engine. It has the wheels. It has the steering wheel. It has everything to it. Right? And it's designed to go from point A to point B. Very fast. But if it doesn't have the fuel that's made for it, then it's not going anywhere. That's like us. We are designed to love. That's what we're designed to do. But just like my diesel car, I have a diesel car. It's the first diesel car I've ever had. I heard that you're not supposed to put gasoline in there. Because if you put gasoline in there, I heard that it would ruin the engine. Yeah? Because a diesel car is made to run on diesel. We're made to run on God's love. And anything else, any other love, any other thing that we can get from here and earth, it's, it's, it's not real. We break down. It damages us, actually. That's a big difference between human love and God's love. He's, he is love. He cannot be selfish because he is love. He can only give of himself because he is love. In our key verse, we read that he is my loving God and my fortress. I'll talk a little bit about that. God loves you. And so because he loves us, he calls us. Okay? He calls us. All throughout Rapunzel's childhood, even though she was locked in this prison tower by lies, it didn't have bars. She could escape any time, but she was lied to thinking it was safe. She was locked in there all through her childhood. She was in the stronghold of prison. She was still able to see outside her window what? She saw some lanterns, right? Every year on her birthday, calling her, calling her into freedom. Calling her into her true identity, to her real purpose, to her real family. Yeah? That's the call of this, the, the king and queen of that kingdom for the daughter to come, to come back someday. In the same way, God's love calls to you and me. Point number three, God's love calls and leads us to freedom. And knowing our true identity. That desire that you have for real love in your life. One that is not conditional like Patrick Menden. But unconditional. That desire for joy. Safety. Real safety. Purpose. Meaning. All of these things. Those are things that God put into you. To call you to him. So that you find that in him and it's only in him my dear friends god it's faithful first corinthians 1 9 says he is the one who has called you to share life with his son jesus christ our lord he has called each one of us to share jesus's life because jesus's life is real life in his life is real love, is real purpose, is real joy, is real security and real protection. 
The name of the Lord, the name Jesus Christ, is a strong tower. Those who are righteous that run into it, we are safe. And everyone who answers his loving call, everyone who receives him, who believe in his name, the Bible says, gives you the right to become children of God, our true identity in this world. John 1.12 says, But all, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And all who belong to Jesus, it says in Romans 8.2, Everyone who belongs to Jesus, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. You see, our as children of God, as our identity, when we know Jesus and we respond to him, believe in him, he's our strong tower. He's our, he's our purpose. He's our safety. He's the one who frees us and keeps us free from the authority in this rule, world that's ruled by sin. We as children of God never, listen, we never have to ever be imprisoned by sin Ever again. We are freed once and for all. And God keeps us free. We stay in that place of stronghold who is Jesus Christ, our Lord. And there is no tower tall enough. There is no wall big enough. There is no, there's no strongholds powerful enough. To keep a hold of you. Because the Bible says. If the son has set you free. You are free. Indeed. And that's. What it means. To come into our true identity. Nothing can hold back. A child. Of God. This is God's call. To you and me. For us to respond to it. And it's all about who and what we believe. If we believe this, then it becomes something we truly experience. Amen, church? Let's pray. God, thank you so much for speaking to us in so many wonderful ways, even through movies. And Father, thank you for being our strong tower, our fortress our loving god our deliverer our shield it's in you we take refuge it's in you that we have safety it's in you that we have purpose it's in you that we know what it means to truly be safe and live a live from a place of security of strong foundation as we have saying this morning, it's your presence. It's all we need. Without it, there's no meaning. But with it, Father, we have everything we need. Thank you, God. May what you have spoken to us today through our conversations in our groups, through hearing the message today, may you work your truth. Not a concept. May you work your truth of power in us and demonstrate, Father, what it means that your name is our strong tower. 
And then we can run into you and be safe. To be no longer slaves. Be called your sons. Praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.